Good morning, church. I hope everybody's doing really well this morning. In fact, I want to do a challenge. Let's see you post an emoji on how you're feeling in our comments. Let's see what people come up with. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but I sometimes have a problem in that when I'm watching late night TV, this was probably more when I was younger, did anybody ever see those infomercials, like the sham wow? I'm definitely the type of person that can be caught in that we, my life will be made better by something like the sham wow. And this happened to us recently. We got one of those made for TV items called the wolf washer, which is like a hoop that uh, supposedly squirts water at your dog, and you're supposed to get your dog to go through the hoop as you're washing the dog. We tried this, and our dog would have none of it. So I think that it would have helped a lot if we had, good morning, Donnie, I see you. Stacy. I see that you're in a good mood this morning. It would have helped a little bit if we had read the reviews. You know, we read reviews when we want to try out a new restaurant. We read reviews when we want to get a new thing, or we want to try a new game, or we want to do whatever, we always look at the reviews. Or maybe we'll watch a YouTube video. Have you ever thought that maybe what people need before they try Christianity is a review, and your life is the review that they're looking for? I see all the emojis coming up. I love it, including uh, Tommy with the old-fashioned emoji there. So right now is a difficult time. We all know this, and I want to talk to each of you and let you know that we are all struggling. We're getting used to this new normal and nobody knows how long it's gonna last. And I want you to know I'm praying for you and I'm with you. But could you imagine what it would be like to be going through this situation and not having faith and not being able to trust in God to know that God is with you, that God is on your side. And even if the worst thing were to happen, you would still have eternity with God. We have an awesome opportunity to share our faith This is such a good time for that because people need hope. The church, the world needs the church to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So our fifth commitment that I'm asking you as we continue in the walk out of Hamilton's book and we go through Lent together is to share your faith. We love everyone who comes to Rockbridge, but we especially want to reach those who don't know Christ. And oftentimes when you read about how they view the church, they'll they'll say things like the church is hypocritical or judgmental, or anti-intellectual. Now, I don't think Rockbridge is any of those things, so we have to get the word out and to review. We have to be the light, ambassadors for Jesus, and share our faith no matter what. So I have a question for you, and I want you to respond in the comments. What does your life tell others about Jesus? Now, I hope for my life that people see Jesus' love. I try to be a loving person. I try to take care of my neighbors. I try to reach out to people in need. But I also realize I'm pretty impatient, and I can get angry pretty easily, frustrated, and annoyed. And sometimes I take that on other people and realize that other people are viewing Christ through my actions. What does your life tell other people about Jesus? Maybe we need to ratchet the love up just a little bit more right now. Because we are called to be ambassadors for Jesus. We are called to share the good news. And people need hope more than others. More than now, more than ever. We want people to look at Rockbridge and say, That is a church I want to be a part of. And hopefully, they look at Rockbridge and say, This is a group of people full of love, and I experience God's love through them. Our scripture today comes from Psalm 96. Now, a few weeks ago, when we were talking about worship, we read Psalm 95. 
And Psalm 95 is about worship. It was written to, to the people of Israel, God's people, telling them to be a living hallelujah, hallelujah, that they are to praise God with every breath that they have. Now, Psalm 96, which we're about to read, is actually written to the world. And it's telling the world that all people need to praise God. Emily, I see uh, that you said the same as me, but you're more stubborn, are stubborn more than impatient. I can be pretty stubborn too, just ask Michelle. Um, but in Psalm 96 is towards other, the, the world around us. And this is what it says. Sing to the Lord a new song. Now you'll see that the Lord in most versions is all in caps. And that whenever you see that, that is the name of God of Yahweh. And remember, Yahweh introduced that name when he was calling Moses to lead the people out of Israel and into the promised land. And the, the name Yahweh literally means God saves. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Share the news of his saving work every single day. Declare the God, God's glory among the nations. Declare his wondrous works among all people. Janet says, my life tells other people love is always the answer and never gives up. Amen. I believe that is absolutely true about you, Janet. And hopefully more of us can live that way too. So this, what this scripture is telling us is that we are called to sing praises to God because God is a God who saves. But then after we sing praise, we need to declare to the nation that God saves. That God's name literally means God saves. Now, for the people of Israel, when they were declaring this, they probably would have shared about how God saved them from the Egyptians. That God miraculously joy, destroyed Pharaoh's army. Or perhaps they would share about how God led them out of exile in Babylon and back home. For us, we have all experienced God's great deliverance in our lives. If you have said yes to Jesus, I know that in my life, God has been with me from the very beginning. In the darkest moments, God was there. God was comforting me. When the Psalm 23 says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that you are with me. I have experienced that. And many of you have experienced that too. God is with us. God saves us. God saves us from our sins and makes us new creations for Jesus. We need to declare that to the nations. We need to declare the hope that we have inside of us. And what I believe is that each of us have probably experienced God in the midst of this pandemic. And if you've experienced God, I want to challenge you to write something in the comments. I experienced God yesterday. We were outside, and, and has anybody else been spending more time outside? Outside enjoying the beautiful weather. We were going on our second walk for the day. My kids were riding their bike in the cul-de-sac, and I was sitting down in my, my comfy chair enjoying life with Michelle. And all of a sudden, Garrett Elliott shows up and delivers barbecue from Lazy G. Now, I love Lazy G's barbecue more than anything else, and this was an incredible blessing to me and my family. And so thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Lazy G. But in that moment, I experienced God through people's love and care for me. Where have you experienced God in this pandemic? And if we have experienced God, then we have a message to tell, and we have a message to tell other people. If you're a partner, you have experienced God in your life. If you're a follower of Christ, you have experienced God. But for a moment, I want to share something to those who have not yet experienced Christ. Maybe you're watching this, and you're on the fence, and you say, I don't know what this whole faith is about. But let me tell you, when I look at the world, I can see how people might question, where is God in the midst of all this suffering? I don't even have all the answers 
But here's what I can tell you is several things. First of all, if we don't believe in God, and there's all this suffering going around, where is the hope? But if we do believe in God and we know that God is with us, we have hope both now and eternal. We also know that God makes good come from suffering. God doesn't necessarily cause the suffering, but God always makes good come from the suffering. And so if we believe in God, that's the message we see. And that's the message we experience. It's so much better to put our faith into something, a God that is gooder, good, a gooder, really, David? A God that is good, a God that is almighty, and a God that has our future in God's hand. That is what we can put our hope and trust in. And so if you don't have faith in Jesus, I invite you right now just to cry out to God and give your life to Christ and say, I want to follow you. Then I'm going to change my life from the sins and the mistakes that I've made, and I'm going to focus on my life on you. But if you do know Jesus, you have a message to share. What prevents you from sharing from others? Becoming a reviewer, to let your life be a review of who God is. We've got to stop making excuses. We sing praises, and then we declare to the nations what God is doing in our lives. I know it's tricky right now because we're like doing, practicing this physical distancing at least six feet from each other. We can't gather in groups. So you might be asking, how can we share our faith? And I'd love for you to answer that question in the comments. How, what are some creative ways that you've been sharing your faith or you've seen other people do it? This week, maybe even today, my family and I, we're going to take some chalk and we're going to go around our neighborhood and we're going to write scriptures on the sidewalk. And we're going to write positive, encouraging messages. And every time we pass someone six feet away, following all the rules, we're going to say hello, and we're going to greet them in the name of Christ, so that maybe, just maybe, we can be the face of Christ for people. Debbie Palmer said, God is with me every moment. Yesterday, I got to sit out on the patio and just hear the birds and watch worms. So quiet, so still, so moving. Thank you, Papa. What a beautiful moment to spend with God. Continue to share how you can share your faith in the midst of physical distancing. Have you ever thought about what Rockbridge should be known for? I have. I would love to hear us to be known for a church that is, loves deeply, where all are welcome no matter what, and that this is a church that helps people connect to God and to each other, a church that helps lead the community, and a church that loves and cares for its neighbors. Right now, I want to practice something different with you. I'm going to read a scripture. I'm going to read it two times. The first time, I just want you to listen and pick out a character in the story. You can pick out Andrew, Simon, who is Peter, James and John, perhaps you're Jesus. Perhaps you're a bystander watching this go on. But pick out a character in the story and view the story through their eyes. Think about what sights you see. What do you smell? What do you see? What do you experience? And then maybe share it with the rest of us. So listen the first time. This is from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. As Jesus walked alongside Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fish nets into the sea, because they were fishermen. Come follow me, he said, and I will show you how to fish for people. Right away they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in the boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. All right, I'm going to read it a second time, and I want you to listen 
And I want you to put yourself in the story. Are you going to be Peter? Are you going to be Andrew, James, John, the father, someone watching? What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? And let us know. As Jesus walked alongside Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea, because they were fishermen. Come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Right away they left their nets and followed him. Continue on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in the boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. For me, I resonated with Peter, who Jesus was calling him to leave his boat and to follow him. This is so, such a trying time for all of us, and yet we are all called to follow Jesus in the midst of this. What is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to reach out to? Who is God calling you to pick up the phone? Who is God calling you to check on? Who is God calling you to share the good news of Jesus' life? Our lives are a review of who God is. Our lives tell others about who God is. May you be a people who experience God's peace, that you have faith over fear, that you trust God even in the midst of this difficult time, and you let your love shine brightly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.